Alleluia, Christ is risen. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, go home. Get up and leave. Well, go downstairs, have some breakfast, and take some leftovers, but then go home and don't come back here ever again. From now on, I want you to sleep in, not just on Easter Sunday, but every Sunday. Saturday night service people, I want you to go out to Monocles or do something fun, but don't come back here. Have brunch, watch Netflix, but do whatever you want, just don't call yourself a Christian and don't come to church. Because if Jesus is still dead, Christianity is pointless. It's a waste of time. It's a sham. It is a waste of your energy. It's a complete fabrication. You might be a Christian or have been a Christian your whole life and have a lot of fond memories of church, the people in church, the things that surround church. You might enjoy the idea of our Christian religion and what we believe, teach, and confess. But if Jesus is dead, it's of no real value. It has no lasting power. Why? Because without a risen Christ, God is still angry at you. God hates you because of your sins. If Jesus Christ did not rise from the dead on Easter Sunday, his death did not defeat death. You are still under the wrath of the Father, and you will die one day, and you will stay dead. It is as simple as that. Yes, he poured out his blood on the cross. And yes, he said before he even did it, it was going to be for you. But if he didn't take up his life again after Good Friday, that sacrifice was an empty gesture, an empty, meaningless gesture. Jesus Christ had to rise or all is lost. We are lost. The hope and foundation of Christianity hinges, not in part, but entirely, on an empty tomb on Easter Sunday morning. Yes, a lot more, of course, was necessary. It was necessary that when he took on flesh, it be through a virgin, so that he did not himself inherit Adam's sin. Yes, it was necessary that he be of the house and the lineage of David because of God's promise to David that one of his sons would sit on his throne to ever. He had to be a Nazarene. He had to submit to John's baptism to fulfill all righteousness. He had to, when the time came, resist the temptation of the serpent, of the devil in the wilderness. He had to heal the sick, feed the poor, and he had to preach good news to the captives. And yes, of course, he did have to suffer and die as a sacrificial lamb. But he had to rise too. He had to come back to life in the end. The head that bowed down and breathed its last and committed its spirit to the Father had to look up again. The deflated lungs that sat cold in that tomb for those days had to be filled with air of their own power again. The heart that was punctured, pierced by the Roman centurion's spear had to begin pumping its own blood coursing through his veins again. Otherwise, sin had the last word. Sin has the last word. Otherwise, sin and death would win. The serpent would still be devouring humanity like a cakewalk, and death would be the end. So for this reason, the church looks to the tomb on the third day 
and says and asks, is it empty? Is the tomb empty? Is he there? But it's not just good enough for us to find an empty tomb on Easter Sunday, is it? The question, the real question is, is it empty? And is he truly risen? It's no secret, now or then, even right after it all happened, that it was empty. Right? You had the women going there and finding it empty. You had Peter and John finding it empty. The stone was rolled away, the linen cloths rolled up, and even the Pharisees didn't say, no, it's not empty. They said, well, this is why it is empty when then confronted with the fact. But there are other explanations for an empty tomb besides a resurrected Savior, right? Maybe the disciples stole the body. They thought, we've got this following, let's keep this thing going as long as we can. Let's steal the body, hide it, and say, he's resurrected. Maybe they were just confused, right? They got the wrong tomb. And cemeteries are big. Who hasn't gone down the wrong row looking for great-grandpa's tombstone before? And they just went to the wrong one. Maybe his enemies stole the body. But... The disciples stealing the body, of course, doesn't account for the guards that were placed by the tombs. And if, the, if they got the wrong tomb and said he's risen, well, the authorities could come in and say, well, you're over there. Look, this is the right one. And moreover, what would his enemies have to gain by stealing his body and saying it is not there? None of these explanations make sense. But still, we need more proof. We need something concrete to say that he is not here, he is risen. And the Lord gives that to us himself. On Easter Sunday, the disciples and the women didn't just see an empty tomb. What did they see? They saw the Lord himself. They saw Jesus Christ. In the glory of his resurrected body, Jesus appeared to them physically, visibly, in person, so that they had unassailable, unquestionable proof he is risen. He showed himself to the women. He showed himself that day to the disciples, to the followers who were on the Emmaus Road, and as Paul says, to more than 500 brothers. He spoke with those people that he showed himself to. He walked with them. He even ate with them. Apparitions and Hallucinations don't eat fish. And that is the message they spread for the rest of their lives. He is not dead. He is risen. If it was a big conspiracy and all something that they were in on and just wanted to lie and grift off of, well, it just would have taken one of them to blow it. One of them under pressure to be like, okay, okay, we made it all up. But no, Those that saw our Lord Jesus Christ on Easter were devoted witnesses of the fact that he was risen, and many of them, yes, died martyrs' death, with their final words being, in essence, he is risen. Though we do not see ourselves today with our own eyes, the evidence weighs so very heavy on the scale and the balance that Jesus of Nazareth is risen from the dead. And dear friends, That changes absolutely everything. Because Jesus Christ is alive, and because you believe that he is alive, this is true. You have nothing to fear in this life. 
You have nothing or no one to be afraid of. Your sin and the guilt that comes with it, pardoned, gone. The death that all of us know is going to be around, maybe not the next corner, but a corner eventually. Temporary. As far as Jesus Christ is concerned, something that will not last forever. And if these things are true, sin and death are taken care of, well, guess what? All the other problems that we think are so big and so bad and so scary, absolutely gravy, nothing, as far as our risen Lord and his power is concerned. Because Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead, God is not angry with you. God is not separated from you. And trust me, that was indeed your biggest problem. Yes, life does throw us curb balls, each in turn. But even at our lowest and our darkest points, which of those hardships that we experience, which of those pains or sorrows, which of them puts Jesus Christ back into the tomb? Which one of those makes him dead again? None of them. He is risen, and his word to you is true, and nothing can change that. So rejoice this day, this Easter day, And every day that God gifts you life in this world, your Savior lives and reigns, and you will one day live forever with him. Alleluia, Christ is risen.